How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to it. This is Tradies News in a nutshell on this Wednesday morning, middle of the week, the 21st of September 2022. Daniel Pettigrew with you once again, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our phone number. Well, you can text 0457 736 736 before breakfast with Vossi and James Magnuson this morning through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Randy's audio. And uh, we also have Patton Hills through SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Big show today. As the build-up, we're getting another day closer to the two NRL prelims, the big AFL grand final on Saturday. Speaking of which, in about just over 10 minutes, we're going to have our regular Wednesday chat with Maddie Cox. And a lot of it will be about the AFL Grand Final get his take on if the Sydney Swans can win their first premiership since 2012 and a lot of other news going on around floating around in rugby league. There was cricket overnight as well, so plenty to get to. It's one and a half past five. Let's get on with the show. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. A couple of things on the agenda today just before I get to the news of the day. Now, South Sydney, uh, they've made their, this will be their fifth preliminary final in a row. Of course, made the grand final last year, lost to Penrith in a pretty close game. Got me thinking as well, what is the best rugby league team that you've ever seen? What era? What's the best? What's the best rugby league team you've ever seen? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. And we can probably take it one step further. What's the best sporting team you've ever seen? Now, I don't think South Sydney, as good as they have been, I don't think South Sydney can be quite thrown into the great ones yet, simply because they haven't won one. However, there is a chance for them to do that over the course of the next what, 12 days, really, 12, 13 days until uh, this year's grand final. But, yeah, the greatest sporting team, the greatest rugby league team you've ever seen, you've ever been able to witness. Uh, I can think of a couple in rugby league. You can think of uh, a couple in cricket as well. But what is the greatest sporting team you've ever been able to witness in your lifetime? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Is it a rugby league team? Is it a dominant rugby league team? Were you around when the Dragons uh, won all those competitions in a row? Um, is it a cricket team? Is it a rugby union team? 04, soccer team, football team, 0457 736 736 or 1300 maybe an AFL team. The most dominant, the best team, sporting team you have seen since you've been watching sport. Might find a Makita prize pack uh, to send to our best suggestions today. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. The best sporting team that you've ever seen. And look, if South Sydney can get to the grand final or win it, you'd throw them in there. I mean, five preliminary finals in a row is very, very good. Just not being able to get that premiership just yet. But as we say, there is a chance for them 
over the next couple of weeks. So your best sporting teams ever, 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to your text to your calls on that shortly. I also want to get your thoughts on this at four minutes past five. And I remember talking about this. Oh, this would have been around. Uh, and this this has been a story and this has been a bit of news that has been floating around over many, many years. But I remember talking about this back in April when uh, Jalissa Apps was filling in on breakfast about this possibility of the NRL wanting to open the season or at least play an early season game in America. Now, it was rumoured to be Manly and Souths, I think, at one point in time. I think Souths decided to pull out of that due to the fact that there was a World Cup. They are interested in doing it another year, but not uh, this year. Uh, However, it does continue to go around. It was mentioned on 100% Footy last night on Channel 9. A Paul Gallen question if the NRL's plans to open the 2023 season in the USA can come to fruition after a reported twist in the giant marketing leap. So LA has been long rumoured to be the location for an NRL season opener in America, but the league is now weighing up Chicago as an option, according uh, to Danny Widler last night on 100% footy. Uh, Widler believes a season opening match between the Manly Seagulls and Melbourne Storm in Chicago is being discussed by league bosses. Uh, he said LA is being viewed as perhaps too busy and too much on there for the game to be played. They want a lot of attention on it. It's all to do with the gambling revenue. The idea is to get into that American market because sports betting is going to become a big part of that. And then Gallen decided to put himself in the shoes of the club. It's going to be a big effort for whatever clubs go. You'd think they'd have to get over there a week before. They've got to come back and play the week after. Surely they'd have to be doing it on a bye weekend or something like that, a spare week. Yeah, I'm interested in this. And we might have a chat with Chris Perkins about it tomorrow, our US correspondent. The NRL in America. Now, I think everyone understands why the NRL and Rugby League want to get into that market. 100% understand that. But A, do you think it would work? And B, is it worth doing? And if you were one of the teams in this situation, looks like Manly and Melbourne, would you want to do it? You would almost, I would think, and I know we're going to have buys every uh, week now, uh, next year with the Dolphins in, but you'd almost have to think that this would almost have to be the week before the season starts. And you add something else to that as well. And this is why South Sydney pulled out, or one of the reasons South Sydney pulled out. By the end of the Rugby League World Cup, where I would imagine some Manly and Melbourne players will definitely be featuring, um, we expect Australia to go through to the final. That's not until middle of November. I think it's the 18th of November uh, at Old Trafford. Now, you look at that and you then think, well, they've all got to get back home, have a Christmas break. They probably won't be back. The players that are involved in the World Cup won't be back until uh, training until January, maybe second, third week of Jan, and then off they go again uh, to America. But aside from that, do you think it is worth it? Do you think it is a good idea for the NRL to try and get into that American market? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 Look, no doubt I would love to be able to go over there and uh, watch my team play over there, and I'm sure everyone else uh, would love the opportunity to as well. Um, but we do need to grow the game internationally. We do have a Rugby League World Cup starting in just over three weeks' time. Um, first real international Rugby League we have seen for, well, since really the uh, COVID pandemic started. 
And I'll be interested once we get past the, and this is a bit of a separate issue, but I'll be interested once we get past the grand final, how much interest there will be in the Rugby League World Cup. It is being played over in the UK, so the time differences uh, will be a bit strange, but there'll be a lot of games over the weekend um, and in the middle of the night. So would you want um, uh, the NRL to target America? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Lots of news coming out of team this Tuesday for the four teams remaining in the competition. We'll get to that shortly as well. I can tell you overnight, though, in the cricket, Australia uh, beat India by four wickets, uh, which is good to see. Australia made, uh, was sorry, India made off their 20 over six for 208. And Australia managed to get that in 19.2 overs. Now, just having a look at the scorecard for the Australians. Of course, a lot of talk about Aaron Finch in recent weeks. He made 22, so not awful, not great either off 13 balls. Cameron Green starred 61 off 30 balls. Steve Smith also 35 off 24 balls. Glenn Mal- Maxwell only managed one run. Uh, Josh Inglis, 17 runs. Uh, Tim David, 18 runs. Matthew Wade was left not out on 45. Pat Cummins not out on four. So uh, they'll be pretty happy uh, with that. Josh Hazelwood picked up two wickets, uh, two for 39. Uh, Nathan Ellis, three for 30. Uh, Cameron Green also got one wicket and conceded 46 runs. So Australia 1-0 up in that T20 series. Of course, the T20 World Cup not too far away. Uh, They managed to get that win. The next game, I think, is Friday morning, uh, our time, uh, between Australia and India. Uh, Lots more to get to, but your greatest sporting team of all time. What has been the most dominant sporting team that you've been able to watch in your time watching sport? Rugby League, AFL, rugby union, football, whatever, and this American push for the NRL. Do you support it? Do you think it's a good idea? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It's a huge week in the NRL. It's potentially even bigger week in the AFL. The Sydney Swans and Geelong will meet in the grand final on Saturday. We'll talk all about it with Matty Cox next. Uh, text calls there. We'll get to them shortly. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Well, Saturday afternoon, AFL Grand Final, the Sydney Swans up against the Geelong Cats. The Sydney Swans looking for their first premiership since 2012. Well, let's get the take of Maddie Cox. And a very good morning to you, Dan. Morning, Matty. A bit more cheery, that music. I, I'm surprised yes. you're not playing Cheer Cheer, the Red and the White, though. Wouldn't you be playing that? Well, well maybe next I'd, week. I'd, I'd, well, yeah, don't want to preempt anything, particularly <laughs> no. given our uh, Cats fans down the yes, road at Sleepy Hollow. Of course. <laughs> um, morning yeah, to Geelong. Yes, good morning to all of our listeners down there. Um, and morning to all of our listeners who no doubt are are up and about at the moment in Sydney Mm. after a phenomenal preliminary final on Saturday afternoon. What is the vibe up in the Harbour City with the Swans heading to the AFL Grand Final? Well, you mentioned that final, an unbelievable match sold out at the SCG. From people that went to the SCG on Saturday, and it was sold out, sold out pretty quickly last week. Um, they said the atmosphere was fantastic. Everyone enjoyed it. And the whole uh, the whole precinct, Moorpark precinct, obviously we had the rugby league at Allianz Stadium uh, just after that was uh, buzzing. And I was out and I didn't go to the game, but I was out and about on Saturday, the whole of the city buzzing. And look, I actually made my way into the city and missed a lot of the third quarter. And when I got to the venue I was at, fourth quarter, the Swans were winning 
easily. And then Collingwood were coming back, coming back, and everyone couldn't take their eyes off uh, the TV. But the Swans did well, just just well uh, enough to hold on. Um, look, the vibe, obviously, it's an interesting one, Maddie. whenever the Swans make the grand final because, obviously, we're in the middle of our final series as well uh, with two big prelims in the NRL. But I think once we get closer to Saturday, and it's dominating the papers at the moment, uh, back page of the Daily Telegraph is rugby league related. But if you go uh, one more in, uh, two pages full of AFL stuff dominated by Buddy Franklin and, of course, the grand final in Geelong. So plenty of talk about it. And I think as we get closer to Saturday, uh, a lot of talk. And I think the city will definitely be buzzing on Saturday afternoon. I imagine a lot of the pubs we packed, a lot of people, I'm sure, will be going down to Melbourne for it as well. So, uh, yeah, everyone behind the Swans. And I think that will just get bigger as we get closer to the game on Saturday afternoon. Well, hopefully the uh, Harbour City becomes red and white come yeah. Saturday afternoon for the support, and if they win it, mm. what would it mean? What would it mean if they win? They're held in such high regard in the AFL mm. community, particularly given the, the culture and the longevity of their success as well. There's only really been one or two seasons in the last probably 20 years, I think I'd be prepared to say, that they've dwindled down the bottom of the ladder and even then it was almost just a, a regroup, a rephase, a retooling for them. They've always been competitive and held in such in such high esteem. Is that the impression that you get locally, given that footy or AFL is, isn't the focus? Look, they've always been a uh, favourite, even for people who maybe just have a passing interest in AFL. Everyone sort of keeps an eye on how the Swans are doing, even if they don't watch every match. And then you do have uh, quite a lot of people that do watch every match and you don't always get sellouts, but quite often you get twenty, thirty thousand to these matches at the SCG. And it is interesting, Matty, because we saw GWS make the grand final, I think it was back in 2019. And that obviously got a lot of press um, and some of Sydney got behind them. But you can tell, even though GWS are trying to grow, you can tell the Swans are definitely uh, the more popular club. Obviously, and clearly more the successful uh, club. They've been around a lot longer than GWS too. Um, I think what it would mean for the game. Uh, look, I don't think it would change the standard of uh, the standing of the game in Sydney too much. I think people who enjoy AFL and love AFL will watch it. People there will obviously be the critics that don't love AFL and they won't care what happens on uh, Saturday afternoon. But the, the Swans have always uh, enjoyed great support here and. Clearly, Maddie, when they're doing well and when they're making finals and making grand finals and potentially winning premierships, the interest does go up, go up a level. But I think the interest in the Swans has always been there. And I think, as I said a couple of minutes ago, I think on Saturday afternoon, look, we've got a big preliminary final at a core stadium uh, between Penrith and Souths that night. So when you think about the day in sport, the day and night in sport in Sydney, I think most of the pubs we packed uh, around Sydney on Saturday afternoon and then obviously into that NRL game on Saturday night. But yeah, I think it's going to be a huge day. And if the Swans can do it, I'm sure they'll definitely be uh, back page on Sunday morning. And uh, again, they're a big chance against Geelong. They certainly are. I mean, the second best side, particularly over the last couple of months. Mm. Before I get an insight into what's occurring in your preliminary finals, mm. there is one further name <laughs> I want to bring yes. up with you. One further name. One more name, if you yeah. like. Lance Franklin going around again. He made the comment yesterday that he's proven the knockers wrong. Mm. And that's the uh, topic that I'm running with this morning. What have you been proven wrong with in the the, <laughs> the world of sport? But did you think at the time when he signed the, the massive nine-year, $10 million mm. deal, did you think that it would 
work? And do you rate it as a success, given that you're probably more towards the neutral aspect of things when it comes to AFL? Uh, look, I think it. Uh, now, they haven't won a premiership with him there. Um, that may change on uh, Saturday. But, look, I think it has been a success to an extent because I think it has got the Sydney Swans name uh, out more. Um, and it was funny, I... Um, was uh, waiting for a mate on Saturday whilst I was watching the end of the Swans Collingwood game. And he, again, is, well, he, he probably watches less AFL than me, but he knows who Buddy Franklin is. He does, he couldn't name you every other Sydney Swans player. He could probably name a couple, but instantly recognisable Buddy Franklin. And I think from that point of view, that's what AFL in Sydney needs. It's certainly what the Swans want. And again, when that tweet came out, which was interesting timing on Monday night, but it came <laughs> out uh, then at that point in time, um, Everyone reacted to it. And again, it was uh, very dominant in the headlines here yesterday. And still uh, today, I saw a bit of his press conference on the news last night, not ruling out going around again after next year as well. So, look, I think uh, it's a great story for the Swans. And I think, and I made mention of this yesterday, Maddie, as well, is that whilst he, and you know more than me, but whilst he might be past his best, he's still playing very good. You can't take away experience and that experience from the Swans, whilst he's still playing good enough football um, and to have him around the club uh, will be invaluable uh, this weekend, obviously with the grand final and then next year as well. So yeah, I think all in all, it has been a success. It would be topped off though, if they can win on Saturday afternoon with him there. Now, tell us what's going on in your preliminary finals this weekend in the NRL. Yeah, well, big weekend. We've got Friday night, Parramatta up against the North Queensland Cowboys. That's up in Townsville. So Parramatta making the trip up tomorrow. A bit of talk about the weather in Townsville and how Parramatta will adapt to that. Obviously, a lot hotter in Townsville than it is uh, here and definitely in Melbourne. Um, and then we've got... Hey, th- thanks for rubbing it in. No, no, that's all right. Uh, but then we've got uh, Penrith up against South Sydney. So the grand final rematch of last year on Saturday night. And this is a very interesting one because Penrith all year, Maddie, and you'd know this, all year have been touted as almost being unbeatable. But I give Souths a chance. I'd still be favouring Penrith. But Souths have been playing decent footy over the past couple of weeks. Uh, This is their fifth preliminary final in a row. Made the grand final last year. It'll be interesting to see what the lineup is on grand final day. I think the NRL would love a Parramatta-Penrith grand final to have it a Western Sydney grand final. I think that would be a great grand final. But look, all four teams, a big opportunity for them. And I don't, I give every team this weekend a shot at winning uh, their respective games. I think it should be a really, really good weekend of NRL. How big of an upset would it be? Because as you alluded mm. to, Penrith have been, anytime you refer to the NRL, it's Penrith. Penrith are going to claim it. They're the, they're, they're the ones to beat. So if they bomb out in the preliminary final, is that, is that, um, defined as a wasted season for them, given their potential for success? I think Penrith would be very disappointed by it. Um, it would be a surprise. I would say it probably wouldn't be as big a surprise now as it would have been, let's say, in the middle of the year. Because if you cast your mind back, think about round 10, round 11, probably leading into that state of origin period, Matty, where everyone thought it was Penrith, 
Melbourne and Daylight. No one else. And then we saw over the last sort of eight, nine weeks of the competition, teams like the Cowboys, who have been good all year. Uh, we saw South Sydney, who are there, the Roosters. Uh, Melbourne sort of limped a bit into the final series and uh, got uh, knocked down in week one. But we saw these teams being able to potentially challenge Penrith. So whilst it would still be a surprise, I think everyone gives South Sydney a shot on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I think Penrith, if they at least don't make the grand final, will be disappointed because even though they've been very dominant over the past three years, at the end of the day, if they don't win it this year, they've only won one out of three, which I think they should really be winning this year to make it two out of three. So look, they would be disappointed, but I also think they'll go into this game against South Sydney pretty confident, but I reckon it's going to be a lot closer uh, than maybe some people think going to be a fascinating weekend mm. of sport. And when you think of that coming off the back of the uh, AFL mm. grand final and into your preliminary final weekend, it's uh, it's quite extraordinary, Matt, isn't it? Matty, quickly, who are you tipping on a AFL grand final day? Uh, where are we going again? We're into <laughs> Sydney. Um, no, Everywhere. I think I've maintained since about halfway through the year that Geelong have been the team oh. to beat. So I'll be sticking with that tip, unfortunately, for your audience, but I think it's going to be one of the great grand finals that we've had in, in recent years. The, the, the stats, when you when you compare them against each other, these are the top two ranked sides of the competition. It's actually quite phenomenal when you get into some of the nitty-gritty of the numbers, but it's going to be... It's going to be an enthralling grand final, and I encourage any of your listeners that are probably sitting, you know, on the half halfway point, they're probably sitting on the fence going, oh, I don't think I'll watch it, or... Just watch it. It's going to be. A, you thought Friday, uh, Saturday after uh, Saturday twilight at the SCG was phenomenal. I reckon uh, the grand final this week and the first ga- first grand final back at the MCG since two thousand and nineteen as well. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere down here in Melbourne. And Robbie Williams too. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Gil McLaughlin, our CEO, referred to something about. Uh, Robbie and uh, Kylie Minogue potentially oh, doing something. So just watch good. this space I'll as be well. Watching. That sounds yes. good. Should be should be a wonderful day of sport, man. It should be. Enjoy your preliminary final weekend. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, mate. Chat next week. Will do. Yeah, Matty Cox in Melbourne. Of course, the AFL Grand Final between the Swans and Geelong Saturday afternoon. Uh, very excited about that one. Uh, and uh, if you are going to be watching, if anyone is going down to Melbourne, I know quite a few people that are going down to Melbourne. Uh, if you manage to get tickets, lucky enough to get tickets to the AFL Grand Final, happy to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Look, I'll get to your texts and your calls after the next break. Just another one to throw in the mix uh, before the break and before we get to your texts and calls and some of the other news going around. This story came out yesterday. Now, you cast your mind back a week to last Thursday. Uh, Paul Gallen, fight against Justin Hodges, fight against Ben Hannett. Uh, he won both. Well, now uh, Sydney Roosters forward Matt Lodge has offered Paul Gallen the chance to play the hero, confirming he's open to fighting the former rugby league star and donating his entire purse to help kids in Western Sydney. Now, that part, great. That That's good, and that's very, very noble of Matt Lodge. Um, he's already been sent out about a fight against Gallen, and he posted a, his response on social media late on Monday saying he would take the fight on the condition he was able to raise at least $1 million for charity, which is brilliant. He said, last week, Paul Gallen said he would smash any current NRL player and wants to do so for his last fight, Lodge wrote. Well, after a lot of thinking, I'm willing to give 99% of people what they want. I'll jump in the ring with the best boxer rugby league has and give him his grand finale. 
whenever he wants, as many rounds as he wants. Bankwest Stadium or Northies, I don't really care. You choose. And I don't want a single dollar for it. Instead, I want everyone to throw in what they can afford, get the popcorn out, sit on the lounge and enjoy. I want to donate it all to a good cause. I'll set up a GoFundMe page. When it hits $1 million, I'll commit. And on top of that, I'll donate my entire purse to the cause. So uh, it was revealed last week the Lodge had been sounding it, sounded out about the prospect of a fight with Gallon in December. The match billed as the Battle of the Bad Boys. Um, so I would expect, obviously, Gallon to enter the ring as the crowd favourite. Lodge said he is having to play villain. He says, for everyone that can't forgive me and feels I need to be punished, well, here's your chance to watch. By my calculations, there has to be around 50,000 people booing me every touch of the ball for years. That's only $20 each. Come on, guys, put your money where your mouth is. It is for a good cause, and hopefully I can stop a few kids making the same mistakes I did. I'm not a boxer. I have no interest in being a boxer. I've never had a boxing fight, and by no means am I calling you out. They have been asking me to do it behind the scenes, and this time around I see it as an opportunity, not for me, but for the kids in the area. Look, great that he's doing it for charity. Would you watch this? Would you? Uh, and I, I'm interested in this. How many people watched last week's boxing between Paul Gallen and Justin Hodges and Ben Hannett? And if Paul Gallen was fighting Matt Lodge later on in the year, whether it be November or December, all the money going to charity, which is fantastic. But would you actually be watching? Do you do, do you have a lot of interest in what Paul Gallen and if, if Paul Gallen and Matt Lodge are fighting? I'll be interested in this because I think this might gain a a few more eyeballs than the one last week. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Would you watch, would you go to watch Paul Gallen and Matt Lodge fight in December if that happens? And would you donate money to it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Interested to get your thoughts this morning. Would you go and watch Matt Lodge and Paul Gallen fight? Also on the agenda on the back of South Sydney making five prelim finals in a row. Um, what is the greatest sporting team you've ever seen? In what era? Um, and what sport? The greatest sporting team you have ever seen? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And also, would you like uh, the NRL to push into that American market? Uh, talk about Melbourne playing Manly, maybe not in LA now, but in Chicago to open the 2023 season. Do you think it's a market the NRL could target? Do you think it could be successful? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Do you call your text next? It's bang on 5.30. 25 to 6 to news out of team this Tuesday. And a unique way Parramatta are preparing for their trip up to Townsville shortly. But let's go to the open line. Uh, 1300 01 1170. You can always call at any time. We're talking about the NRL making the push in to America, potentially not into LA, but into into Chicago. Eddie is on the line from Brisbane. Morning, Eddie. Good morning. Yeah, um, being American, I've been out here for 25 years. Mm. And going to Chicago, I think, will be an absolute joke, especially it'll be gridiron season. Mm. So, you know, very supportive basketball season. And plus, too, the NRL, you know, you think Amber's cold. They could be playing in six inches of snow and, you know, wind chills blow minus 20 and stuff. And the logistics of it as well. Chicago's, you know, it's a great city. They should go where more expats are, like New York or L.A. I think it'll be a flop. And they missed. To be honest, they missed their chance when they had the state of origin over there, you know, in Los Angeles. 
what 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 happened to that? The NRL, did, you know, they went and went in there like a thief in the night, left, and then that was it. You don't even hear about it. Yeah, it is interesting. Oh, just on the Chicago thing, I have a mate who travels to America quite regularly, loves America, loves Chicago, but always complains to me how cold Chicago is. Uh, I take your point on uh, Chicago, Eddie, but the NRL going into uh, America, and you'd know it better than me, um, would there be parts of America that it would do well, or do you think it is just a waste of time? Uh, well, I mean, it's where the Australians are, like New York, LA, and stuff like that, you know, and if they start there and see how it goes, like I, I was born and raised four hours from Chicago. So I'm pretty know the area very well. Mm. And it would be the hardest market to crack, you know, to get in there because so many people are loyal with the bulls and the bears and stuff like that. And to have, they'd be going like, who in the hell are these two teams here? You know, if they get 5,000, they're lucky. I wouldn't say they get more than that. I reckon it'd, it'd be like a, a game of NRL down, you know, with two low-grade teams, mm. and they'd get a thousand people down here, so it'd be a waste of money. Yeah, and I think the other thing, where, wherever it was going to be played in America, it would need a lot of advertising. Now, I know when uh, it was rumored that South Sydney were going to play, they would get uh, the support of Russell Crowe, obviously, uh, owner of South Sydney, part of owner of South Sydney, and a big South Sydney fan. But um, yeah, he uh, he obviously with no South Sydney, he may well not be uh, able to do that. But look, I, I take your point. Um, it is interesting, isn't it, Eddie? Because we talk about rugby league and how important it is to look after our areas here in Australia, but uh, of course, uh, push internationally. We've got the World Cup coming up, and this American story has been around for many, many uh, years. Eddie, just quickly, you uh, who do you support now that you've moved to Australia? You said you've been here 25 years? I've been a diehard Storm supporter. I'm sad because I would love to see, you know, the Storm versus Rabbits in Chicago. I'm a diehard Storm supporter. Mm. When Glenn Lazarus went to the Storm after he left the Broncos, my, I uh, became a diehard fan, and I, it was that important to me. When my 14-year-old daughter was born, the first thing she saw was the old gold Melbourne Storm Chopper <laughs> two minutes after she was born. Mate, brilliant, brilliant to have you supporting the game of rugby league. Thank you so much for the insights into America. Feel free to give us a call back anytime. Be safe, all. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, mate. Eddie from Brisbane. Uh, yeah, really good call uh, there in terms of, well, he'd know a lot more uh, than I would. And we'll have a chat with uh, Chris Perkins about it tomorrow as uh, well. Keep those calls coming in anytime. Happy to have a chat. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 Or you can text, as a few people have, 0457 736 736. What did you make of what Eddie uh, said there? Maybe uh, only uh, 5,000 people to Chicago, but potentially... Uh, where the expats are. I, I suppose uh, in terms of the expat uh, situation, he has a very good point. But if the NRL wanted to target the American market, now the expats, uh, as he said, is a great way to start. But you don't just want, as good as it would be, you don't just want expats. You um, want um, it to go into the American uh, people and enjoy it. They, they enjoy it as well. So I think it would take a long time to grow. So yeah, you would probably have to start at where it is going to be most successful in terms of crowds and it would have to have a lot of advertising. But uh, thank you for the call, Eddie. Keep them coming in. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's our Makita Power Play this morning. This season Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. This from Jason on the text 0457 736 736. He says, in the AFL, I'm sure that Lance Franklin, uh, I'm glad that he's playing for another year and could add another premiership 
uh, to add to uh, ones he was involved in at Hawthorne. Yeah, he hasn't, that was, and that was an interesting uh, thing that um, we noted, well, I noticed uh, last night, he hasn't actually won a premiership with the Sydney Swans. Uh, I think he was involved in a grand final. When was it? 2014, 2015. It was a very, very one-sided grand final from memory. So this would just be the icing on the cake if uh, Buddy could get them a premiership. And, of course, going around uh, next year as well. Also talking about dominant sports teams this morning on 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170 on the back of... Um, the South Sydney Railroads making five prelims in a row. Uh, this is from Yeovil Treatment. He says, hi, Dan. The most dominant sporting team I've witnessed would be the All Blacks over the period 2011 to 2019 with a win percentage of around 90%. It's a very good win percentage, isn't it? Really, when you think about it. I know uh, rugby here is a front page, but if you just go over uh, to anywhere in New Zealand and Look, rugby league is a big sport over there, but rugby union still dominates it. Um, and uh, although they haven't been as good recently, uh, they're still a very, very successful team. Uh, just ahead, he goes on to say, just ahead of the Aussie cricket team of the 2000s. Well, that was uh, one of the ones I was going to suggest. They were really good to watch. I can't remember, and I know some of our listeners will be able to let us know, I can't remember how many matches in a row they won, but it was a long, long uh, streak of uh, matches, Glenn McGrath, Shane Warne, Ricky Potting, Adam Gilchrist. Oh, it was just Steve Waugh. It was just fantastic. Yeah, and the West Indies team of the 1980s. He also says, I have to say, I didn't witness the 11 consecutive premierships of the St. George Dragons from 1956 to 1966. That from the Oval Treatment. Well, yeah, and you talk about successful teams, and you talk about the St. George Dragons from 1956 to 1966, the 11 competitions in a row. That will never be repeated, never. We saw, well, are very unlikely to be repeated. It's never say never, but very unlikely to be repeated with the salary cap uh, and everything else these days. Uh, we saw how hard it was for the Roosters to go back to back in 2018 and 2019. And when that happened, before that happened, I don't think anyone thought it was going to happen again in our lifetime. It may be in NRL history. And now we have the possibility of it happening again this year with Penrith potentially going back to back after winning it last year. Um, so it could, even though people thought it couldn't happen, it could easily happen twice in the space of, what, four or five seasons uh, if Penrith can do what the Roosters did. But that was back-to-back, and we saw as well. And I'm sure we're going to see this with Penrith no matter what happens in terms of the next couple of weeks. At some stage, they will start to tire out. And we saw that with the Roosters in 2020. And we actually um, saw uh, – I actually heard Trent Robinson speaking throughout the week. It might have been last week um, at their – uh, end of season uh, presentation where he was saying that uh, they had to basically rebuild the, the squad, rebuild the way they played footy because they got tired out at the end of 2020. Um, and last year they were hanging on and this year they started to play a new brand of football. So that just shows how hard it is to win one competition, let alone uh, 11. Thank you, uh, Yeovil Treeman. And also this one from Junior Smithy as well. Um, talking before the break about this potential fight between Paul Gallen and Matt Lodge. Matt Lodge has said it will all go to charity. He wants to raise $1 million uh, and to help kids in Western Sydney. Um, and so it doesn't go, he, they don't go the way uh, he did. Uh, Junior Smithy says on the text line, Morning, Dan, I would watch it. And what Lodge proposed, I'd like and support that from Junior Smithy. I think it would have a lot more interest than what we saw last week between Paul Gallen, Justin Hodges, and Ben Hannett. Um, 
Would you go? Would you at least watch it? Would you donate? Um, does this change your opinion on Matt Lodge at all? Wanting to raise one million dollars for charity? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy at sixteen to six. Uh, now some other news from Teamless Tuesday. South Sydney coach Jason Demetrio will give winger Alex Johnson until Friday to prove his fitness for Saturday night's uh, preliminary final against Penrith as Josh Mansour and Richie Kennar loom as the men most likely to replace the Rabbitohs try scoring machine. Johnson was named in the Rabbitohs squad on Tuesday afternoon, but is no certainty to play against the Panthers, having watched training from the safety of the sidelines earlier on Tuesday. Now, coach Jason Dimitro included Mansour and Kennar in an extended squad, but surprisingly overlooked Jackson Paulo, having indicated that he was in contention to take Johnson's place should he be ruled out. Now, we know it was only a matter of weeks ago that Paulo was targeted on social media after South's last game against Penrith, having made a few errors in the Rabbitohs' round 23 defeat uh, against Penrith. Uh, he was dropped and then uh, bounced back to play against the Roosters in round 25. He is, of course, going to the Roosters next year as well. Uh, Demetrio said, I'll be looking at which one best suits this game. Uh, we are a squad. Whoever we put out there, we have done it all year. We backed them to do the job. It is a pretty simple job, but it is a tough job against Penrith. That is the mindset we will take into it. Johnson set out training on Tuesday alongside Jai Arrow, who is battling a groin issue but expected to play. Uh, Sevilla Havili has already been ruled out for Souths with a calf problem. His absence is sizable blow given the way he's been playing all season. Meanwhile, uh, and just in some other team news from Team List Tuesday, uh, Brian Tuo will switch from the right wing to the left for the set for the Panthers due to Taylor May suspension with Charlie Staines coming into the right wing. Uh, Centre Tom Opacic has been named for the Eels but is racing the clock with a hamstring injury. Bryce Cartwright is recalled on the Parramatta bench for his first game in a month and the Cowboys are unchanged after having the week off. Let's hope for South Sydney's sake, Alex Johnson can take the field. Now, Brandy has been mentioning this all week on The Breakfast Show about the heat in Townsville. Uh, the Paramaterials flying up tomorrow, the game on Friday night. Uh, now, they've been training the baking sun and turning up the heaters during gym sessions as they prepare to be greeted by stifling conditions in Townsville on Friday night. So the Eels are outsiders, although I know a lot of people uh, that think they will win. And it means they're going to be also greeted by a lot of stifling heat and humidity in North Queensland. So Eels coach Brett Arthur and his training staff are doing their best to acclimatise the players before they go. Arthur revealing the club had altered its training schedule and turned up the heat in a bid to prepare the squad for what will greet them when they kick off in Townsville. He said yesterday, what I have learned from this group is that keeping them in routine works for them. Keeping it simple works for them. We could have gone up there for four days, but what are they going to do? Sit around doing nothing. They would go crazy. We've had all the heaters on in the gym, so when they trained yesterday, the gym was very hot. They were all set to 24 degrees. We trained at 2 p.m. in the afternoon yesterday. I know there is not going to be any sun out and is going to be different, but at 2 p.m. yesterday, it was 23 degrees, and that is what it is going to be around kickoff time. They are not going to be playing on an air-conditioned field, so we may as well make it similar to what it is going to be. Everyone at our club is really keen and trying to do their bit. Every 2% we can add. Eels players have vowed to ignore the weather, insisting it will not be a factor. Well, it may not be a factor, but it does concern me a little that they're not travelling up until tomorrow. 
Um, Townsville can be a very, very warm place, um, and it's going to be hot and humid. I'll check the weather in the next break and let you know what it is going to be. Um, we saw earlier in the year, and it was a different scenario, but in the state of origin game number two, New South Wales flew over to Perth to get acclimatised to the time difference about a week before. Queensland flew over, what, two days beforehand, and we saw what happened there. Now, we know it's different, but weather could even play more of a part, I would have thought, than potentially a time difference. So uh, if you are a Parramatta fan, 0457 736 736, you're a little nervous that they're not flying up until tomorrow to Townsville? Or do you think what they're doing, uh, turning the aircon up at the gym, turning the heaters up at the gym, is a good idea? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break. We'll finish off with your texts. Uh, this is Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is 11 and a half to 6. Yeah, seven to six breakfast, not too far away. Now, don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. Tomorrow on the show, we'll uh, cross to America once again, have a chat with Chris Perkins, uh, get his thoughts on what we were talking about today with the American situation with the NRL and also uh, get his take on any of the news happening in America as we head towards another big weekend of sport before we get uh, straight into our launch hour weekend forecast on Friday with Charlie Goodso and John Gallo. Some text to finish things off this morning. This is from the Chookman in relation to the best team ever in sport. He says, hi, Dan, the Invincibles, the greats of 38, Bradman, Miller, Linwell, Harvey. Wish I got to see this team play. Yeah, great text, Chookman. Uh, Chookman, no one uh, could argue with that. This one, hi, Dan, there is a rugby league competition over in America that the NRL should be looking to build a partnership with. Uh, yes, well, there is, um, and it has been going for many, many years. And I think from all reports, it's fairly successful. And I think, uh, yeah, they really should be building that partnership. And again, as we mentioned earlier, it would be all about uh, getting the word out and spreading the word out. Uh, this one from Bulldog Tom, good morning. Not a huge rugby fan, but I think any team will find it hard to cl- come close to the All Blacks in the early 2010s. 26 from 28 tests. Uh, 2012-2013 and haven't lost, as we know, a Bledisloe Cup in 20 years. And unfortunately, won't be losing one uh, this year either. Thank you. Uh, That one from Bulldog Tom. Uh, This from Gaza, uh, most dominant team, Dan, most dominant team, the Miami Dolphins in 1972, undefeated 14-0 season, question mark. Yep, I'll take that. Uh, And this one from Jason, a good text, Gazza. And this one from Jason, I'm not a fan, uh, but I think they should have travelled to North Queensland today. At least they would have acclimatised best for them and the game. On on Friday night, it's going to be 27 degrees. It's going to feel like 27 degrees on kickoff. So it's going to be pretty warm for the Parramatta players. Thanks for your company today. Breakfast through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Coming up with Vossi and James Magnuson. SENQ 693 AM and SEN. And 1620 a.m. on the Gold Coast. It's Patton Hills. I'll catch you back here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13-21-91. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it. 
Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.